podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, this is the FPL podcast from Fantasy Football Community. I am Mark Jobling and with me is Lewis, aka FPL Reactions. Now, game week 13 was a round of very few clean sheets, several wonder goals and a hat-trick of Sun Hyung-min disallowed strikes. Brighton racked up their first win since game week six. Rashford delivered his first return since game week four. And it was also time for Luton's maiden Premier League home win. Lewis, we both backed a Jared Bowen start, but had to make do with an auto sub. How did your game week 13 go in general? It went really badly. I'm not going to lie. It went very, very badly. Uh, So I got 39 points, which is not good. So I had Ariola in goal. You know, West Ham continues to disappoint in terms of clean sheets. That's no major surprise. Mitchell, Crystal Palace defender, seems like one of the worst um, decisions I've made in terms of transfers this season. They're just not keeping clean sheets at the moment. So Mitchell ended up on one point. Trippier, although Newcastle demolished Chelsea, only got one point, which was annoying. He did have a couple of, uh, he did create a couple of chances. Though. I think one of them was missed. Was it by Longstaff? I'm not too sure from a corner. Um, Longstaff didn't play, but I know what you mean. There was there was one like that. I don't. Was it Miley? No, it might have been Lewis Miley. I can't remember. Um, yeah, someone missed a good chance um, from a trippy across. I was like, oh, that was a that was an assist there. But yeah, Matty Cash zero pointer. He's He's becoming a bit of a liability now. I think I think that goes from a lot of people, and we'll probably discuss him more further in the pod. But yeah, zero points. I think he got the yellow card, didn't he? And then came off early, so it wasn't ideal. I was forced to play Simicast because of Bowen. Um, I was hoping that Bowen would start, to be honest, but he just didn't. And then, I, yeah, and 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 like a lot of um, a lot of people who had you know the likes of Gabriel or Saliba. In their teams, um, I had Simicass. Just a poor, just a really poor defence. Defence is an issue for me this year. It also meant that I only had three midfielders. One of them was my transfer in, uh, Brian Mbumo. So he only picked up two points. I mean, I didn't expect a lot from Mbumo um, this week. I just thought, you know, there, there could be a chance. So I'm not kind of miffed about that as much as the others. Son, obviously, you've already mentioned in the intro, he missed a lot of... Uh, well, he... he he had he was offside a lot basically. Um, when he should have he, he should have scored, you know he had a, he had a few opportunities, he just kept being offside. Saka got the assist. He ended up on bonus as well, so I think he got eight points, which was good. Watkins he got five points. Harland captain did well, well well-ish, fourteen points. Darwin Nunes missed a couple of um, decent chances against, against Manchester City this week last week. So he only got one point, but overall, yeah, it just it just wasn't ideal. Obviously, not owning Salah wasn't the issue this week. It was uh, it was the defence that let me down. I picked up four points, seven points from five um, defensive slash goalkeeper picks. So yeah, it it wasn't ideal. It wasn't a great week for me, and I ended up down to one point one million, and that is something I'm really going to have to um, sort out asap. Yeah, as another sort of sun and cash owner and that that's going to be our main topic today about, about those two and how frustrating they've been so that that was another week where for me they were disappointing 
continually disappoint. Um, 53 points here, so that's a slight rise up to 502k. It was, it was mostly because it was, yeah, I mean, it, looking looking at it now, it, it wasn't anything spectacular, really, because Watkins assist, a lot of people have it. Saka, a lot of people have it. It was mostly mm. just LaSalle's goal. Oh, um, he played the Salzi against Chelsea and he scored. Yeah, yeah. Just by nice. But I didn't really know how to bring up the match between our our teams there. Um, but uh, you, you... No, it's all right. it's, don't worry about it. We don't worry about it. There's a lot of mistakes. We were poor. Uh, we were really, really bad. We were okay for the first what, half an hour, but yeah, it wasn't great, was it? Yeah, I was really not optimistic going into that from a Newcastle perspective. The LaSalle's goal was, uh, I guess it was a bit of a differential, a very rare time where another Newcastle defender is going to outscore Trippier. So so that was mm. okay. That that and captaining Haaland was it really. There, there was a decent gain from Haaland because his effective ownership was around my rank, around 140%. Mm. So you could, yeah, there was, there was a decent rise from that. And it turned out that he, he was the better call out of him and Son and Salah. So even though we scored seven times two for captaincy, it wasn't a great score, but it was all right. Um, I, th- I think You we'll- also had a Gabriel. Was it a Gabriel or Saliba clean sheet as well? Gabriel clean sheet, clean sheet for the first time. Yeah. yeah, It's been a really frustrating season. Owning him at the bad, owning him at the bad times, not owning him at the good times. Uh, we've sort of, Never been in sync together, but but this time it, it came. So between, I feel like the def- my defense is very unstable in a way. Like I do feel like some subs need to go on that soon. But actually, this yeah. was a good game week for them between Gabriel and the cells. So can't complain about that. I think what also helped was some of the high owned players elsewhere scoring poorly. So I don't have Trippier or Alvarez and Bumo. Don't have any Palace defenders like Anderson, and none of them delivered. So, so yeah, it, it combined for for a solid little green arrow there, and, and the team's mostly in a positive place. We got two free transfers this week because it ended up not moving Bowen to Mbumo. I think we we well those David Moyes comments sort of gave a little wink to the fact that he might have made it at Burnley, uh, but he didn't. So I know for me the auto sub was a dingra. After all that time debating whether to start a Dingra or Archer, it turned out that they were both in and they both blanked. So what a waste of time that was. Um, so two free transfers, didn't use that one in the end. And it'll be interesting to see what, what's said about Bourne. And then even if Bourne is past fit, is selling him from Bumo the right choice anyway? Well, we'll come to our Game Week 14 plans in a bit. Um, and yeah, just a quick word on Ariola who... Playing him is like playing with ten men, basically. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. He's just so like... annoying to own, isn't he? I've, I think I've had one goalkeeper return all season, which is it's just, it's shocking considering we're we've played thirteen game weeks. Absolutely bonkers. Thing is, you're not alone in that because if you look around Twitter, it's yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people just ruin the fact that the goalkeeper has just never worked out. And it's another thing to consider going into the festive period, especially now that Matt Turner's lost his place. Like, yeah, yeah. they always sort of say, don't don't use a transfer on a goalkeeper, but it is playing with 10 men. So something needs to be done. Well, I suppose that, I, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? It's, it's where else are you going to find a decent goalkeeper? 
because you have a look at the option. Okay, a lot of people could say Callagher because I think Allison's out, isn't he? I think he's pulled a muscle, yes. so Callagher could be a potential op- option. But I think a lot of those people are going to probably own Simicast already, and it, you could end up kind of blocking triple Liverpool, which I'm not too sure if that's something you want. And then elsewhere, you know, you've got really expensive goalkeepers. You've got Vlachodimos at Nottingham Forest. Who knows if if Turner's going to come back in? So, yeah, it's it's it's, it's not exactly um, there's not exactly a lot of diff other goalkeeper options that you could maybe flack in at Brentford. But even then, it's not it's not ideal, is it? Really, it's just there's just no goalkeepers, is there? Really, there's just not. There's very few defenses you can trust. Just before we started recording. There seems to have been a quote that came out from Jurgen Klopp on Allison, confirming that he will be absent for a little bit. So his quote is, with Ali, it's a bit lesser. We have to see. Not day by day. He will not play tomorrow. Not on Sunday. Probably not the week after. Then it should be kind of okay. So that pretty much rules him out straight away if you would think at least game weeks 14, 15, 16. But yeah, is it really worth is it really worth a, tra- a transfer on such a short term? If it is Kelleher, mm. is it really worth a transfer? Um, especially if you've already got Simicast, probably not. That's one to consider. And then something else for this game week to be considered is that the deadline, the game week 14, is slightly later than normal. There's no lunchtime kickoff. So it's going to be Saturday, 1.30 p.m. UK time. And I believe, I'm just going to have a look now, that that'll be before several three o'clock kickoff. So there's potentially there's three matches at three o'clock on Saturday. So we could potentially get six sort of team leagues. And as a Gabriel owner, that's quite useful because Arsenal is one of them. So if, if Arteta decides yeah. that yeah. Uh, he wants to do his thing again, hopefully it will come out early enough that you can just bench him. So uh, that's something only just Consider. Yeah, 100%. I think looking at those fixtures, you've got Arsenal, Wolves, Brantford, Luton, Burnley, Sheffield United. I think a lot of people are going to look to that Arsenal game for potential leaks and and, and hope that Gabriel is starting because obviously they've got a Champions League game as well midweek this week, haven't they, tonight actually, at the time of recording anyway. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if he plays that because if he does, you know, is he is he is he more of a risk for the weekend or who knows? Yeah, if he, if he, so he played Saturday. If he plays... Wednesday night Champions League, you've got you got Wolves on Saturday and then another Premier League midweek game and then another one at the weekend. He's he's missing one of them, isn't he? So yeah, depending on the, the team use for Wednesday night, it, it it might sort of uh let's let's just hope team leagues come, basically, in conclusion to that. So one of the main things to consider is out of you know, Gabriel's potentially a fire to put out, but also Sun at Spurs and Cash at Aston Villa. Now, since moving up front in game week four, for Spurs, Son does have eight goals from 10 matches, but he is goalless in the last three. Spurs have lost all three. They're clearly suffering without Madison and Richarlison and Solomon, et cetera, et cetera. His underlying stats have dropped over the last few, but he did score three offside goals against Aston Villa. So he was very, very close like if 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 ifs and buts, of course, but should one of those go in, this debate might not be happening. What's your opinion yeah. on Sun right now? Well, 
I think it, I mean, I'm slightly biased because I need money for Salah. So I'm going to say, you know, Son isn't worth it and I need to bring in Salah. So he's going to be, he's going to be my cash cow, basically. But I think if you, you know, you're right. You, you've looked, his date has dropped. Um, he hasn't returned. Tottenham performances are, aren't great either. And I think if you need money elsewhere, then then I, I he feels like he does feel like you could you could probably you could probably sell Son. I just think the creativity without Madison it, it just looks like a completely different Tottenham side, a, a side that look vulnerable constantly. And, and yeah, Son could kind of pinch the odd pinch the odd goal, but I, it's it's not looked great from what we've seen so far. I, I just, if you've got no fires, then I think you could probably just leave Son in. But he does play. He does play Manchester City and Newcastle in the next three, which I imagine will be quite tough. So I don't know. It's it's tough, isn't it? Again, like I said, for me, it's so easy because I need to sell someone to bring Salah in, and, mm. and, and Son is that person. And but I suppose if you if you're if you're someone else who has Salah and you're looking to bring and you want another option, say you need Saka, then I I, I feel like Saka is is probably a better option for the next few for the next well for the run ahead so i mean a lot of people are going to keep son in they are um because he play you know he's playing up front for a Tottenham side who still look kind of capable of scoring goals and they've shown that but in terms of kind of fpl explosiveness i'm not too sure he's got that without madison anymore and i think we're going to see a lot of a lot of teams dominate Spurs over the next few games, you know, Man City, West Ham could be tough. Yes, they're conceding. Newcastle, Forest away. I'm not too sure if that's easy, but yeah, it's it, it's it is a tough one. But um, but for me personally, I think that the only way I'd I'd rather keep for me the likes of Trippier, the likes of Darwin Nunes, who has great fixtures, than kind of keep Son, who for me just hasn't been just hasn't been good enough without Madison. I mean, I'm going to go through some pros and cons and play a devil's advocate a bit with Sun because there's a lot of... Yeah. Every time a a reason to sell comes up, such as he's got Man City and Newcastle in the next three, the counter-argument to that is we know he's pretty nailed on to start them all at a time when a lot of players might not offer that. So it is quite valuable having a player who is going to start every game as tough as they are. But at the same time, you're unlikely to captain him over the next spell as well. Yeah, that's it for sure. Like he's, he, he's, he's an okay, he feels okay. You know, he feels okay to own. He, I wouldn't class him as a fire, but I think if you've got kind of the flexibility to have a look around or you need someone, you know, you need likes of Saka or, or in my case, uh, Salah, I think, I think it'd be fine to sell him, you know? Yeah, he's not only without a goal in the last three, but he's without a big chance in in that spell either. And he was particularly anonymous against Wolves last mm. uh, couple of weeks ago. It was his lowest XGI expected goal involvement, um, his lowest since game week one. Spurs had, throughout all 20 teams in game week 12, no team had fewer shots or box shots than Spurs. But at the same time, again, to counteract that, against Aston Villa at the weekend, nobody had more shots in the box than Spurs. Nobody had more big chances than Spurs. So 
and combine that with the fact that he did put the ball in the net three times. It, 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 the weekend sort of hinted that Spurs maybe there is hope for them without Madison. Like LaCelso sort of came on and came into the lineup and, and, and did pretty well. So there was definitely room for optimism against Villa. I don't know if that's just a comment on Villa's highline strategy or not, but another reason to sell Son for sure is that. Yeah, you could move him to Salah. You could downgrade him slightly to Saka. But those who are wanting a way in to get Mbumo or even Cole Palmer, that unlocks quite a lot of funds to bolster the squad for December. We've got seven deadlines in December. Well, that's it, isn't it? Because the midfield slots this season seem, you know, they seem really precious, don't they? A lot of a lot of the points that we're getting are coming from midfield this season because my defence certainly isn't and other than Watkins you know I haven't had many strike returns or seen a lot of strike returns you know there's limited options it seems at defence and and at front but I think when you're looking in midfield there's so many isn't there yeah there's so many options and that that, that sort of could swing it in a way because I, I'm personally sitting here thinking oh, I don't really if, if Bowen's fit I don't really want to sell him for Mbumo but you can have both and and losing Sun for that wouldn't feel that much of a heartbreak, yet an extra couple of millions just being unlocked there it could really improve the defence, could do all sorts with that without losing a lot in return. He is still the number two midfielder for points, and he's number four overall. I don't think Spurs have had a penalty yet, have they? So we don't no. know if he is on spot kicks. Probably lean towards yes right now yeah um, I think so so that would be another thing in his favour see it's, it's back and forth back and forth because he he has underlying stats over the season he has joined second for shots on target he's pretty high up for big chances created as well Um, but ultimately just his recent performances isn't it yeah that's the concern seasonal stats are good but at the end of the day there's a, there's a clear pattern towards Madison's got injured Spurs have started to lose Sun stops scoring and that could ultimately swing it when there's so many good options out there I think what you can you can guarantee that Son will pick up a return in his next four or five matches but then it's it's the, the other options the other options going to outperform Son and I think there could be a really good chance that they do. You know, we've already mentioned the likes of Mbumo. We've got Saka still, Bowen. So there are other options with who feel like they could, they're more, they're kind of more kind of, you feel like they could do better. Whereas with Son, you're just not quite sure. Yeah. And one of the, one of the defenders that could come in as an upgrade elsewhere is, is his teammate, Pedro Porro, who does provide a steady rate of assists and on the one yeah. hand that can help Sun's potential a bit having such a such an attacking fullback behind him but as a segue to Matty Cash some people might see Porro as a good replacement for the Villa defender because Cash he's only had one attacking return since game week three it was an assist he hasn't exceeded six points in that time He's facing Man City and Arsenal soon. He's been really frustrating since yeah. coming in on on the wild card in game week eight. Um, he's still he's still a lot of his stats are 
like lead the way amongst defenders. So he's still the number one defender for touches inside the box, shots, mm. shots on targets, stuff like that. But a lot of that came in one match against Burnley in game week three. So he's not actually been that good since game week nine. And he's not even the top scoring Villa defender anymore because Pau Torres overtook Pau him Torres. By, by scoring at the weekend. He's just frustrating, isn't he? He's just so frustrating. I think as well, we, we, we go back to this. We're kind of being led back to this um, winter period coming up as well, where the schedule's really intense and, and Cash is just, he's just not going to be a 90 minute player. We've seen that already. You know, he's coming off at half time. I think he came off around 60 minutes a few, a, a couple of game weeks ago. And I just think when you're you're looking to build your squad, you're looking to build a safe squad in terms of game time. And I just he's just not that player. Not only is he not playing the full matches, but Aston Villa just can't keep clean sheets either. And he's also not performing offensively. So overall, I, I don't see one reason to keep cash going forward. No, it would only be out of fear about his high ownership, but that might not be. You know, some people argue that's not the way to play the game, which which makes sense. But if if you're gonna go without one of the highly owned players, cash is probably the one. That's the sort of sacrifice, if you would if you would call it that, because yeah, he's 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 just not doing it. And you're right, his his game time is getting decreased to the point where like there's a benching coming up, isn't there? Really. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, one of those games you can he's gonna start Bailey or something, or Zaniolo or something like that. And I think if you look at the options available to replace Cash, there's there's it feels like there's 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 a lot out there. Uh, I mean, or there's a lot you know due to come out as well because it, Arsenal, you know, some of the best defensive stats in the league at the moment. They've got Wolves and Luton next. So I think if you're looking at an easy replacement, you have to look towards. The likes of Saliba, potentially Gabriel, although he's slightly more of a minutes risk. I think Saliba is probably more safer, but it's a bit more pricier, isn't he? Mm. And then if you if you're going down, you could even potentially go for a Chelsea defender. Yes, Chelsea are inconsistent at the moment, but they're still maintaining some of the best defensive stats in the league. So yes, Chelsea have Brighton and United, but they also have Everton, Sheffield, Wolves, and Crystal Palace and Luton after that. So you know you could look. At a Chelsea defender, I don't want to say Reese James after we just got a red card. <laughs> yeah, which but one? he's one of those options, isn't he? He is. Uh, it's, seeing that name come up on the on the timeline again is it's just <laughs> just like a glutton for punishment. It's it's uh it's a tough. One. But it is sort of the next lead question from that is which Chelsea defender is it? Because Colwell isn't you know is, is he nailed now? I mean, Cucurella's Cucurella is suspended for like a match, I think, isn't he? Is he that his fifth booking? Yeah, so Colwell, I think Colwell has been, I think Colwell's been suffering with something. Um, I'm not too sure what it is. I don't think it's been kind of, you know, vocalized by, by Poch, but he is suffering with something. I'm not 100% he's... He's nailed. Obviously, we've seen Colwell play for the majority of the season, but lately we have seen a bit of um, a bit of in and outs between Cucurella and stuff. So I think I think we give the Chelsea defenders a bit more time. Um, I mean, we don't want to buy them, you know, ahead of Brighton and potentially Man United anyway. But I think we've got a couple of weeks to kind of, you know, monitor the situation at the back. And and if Colwell is 
is starting the next couple, then you know he he makes sense. You know he's nice and cheap at four point five. I do think Reese James is, should be a consideration as well. He was close to an assist last match. He looked really attacking again. He's on some set pieces as well, free kicks outside the box. So I do think he's he's definitely another one we should look at in terms of replacements um, for cash. I know, sorry to kind of go back, but I do think your your previous shout of Pedro Porro is a great pick going forward. Now, Spurs are a bit dodgy defensively, aren't they, at the moment? But after City, they have got West Ham, Newcastle, Forest and Everton. And we know how attacking Porro is. Porro was all over the place um, in the in the last match. You know, he was so attacking. He had shots inside the box. So I think he, he's just got a really high ceiling, hasn't he? So Porro does make sense as well. So you've got Porro, Gabriel, potentially even a Newcastle, Castle defender when they've um, when we've got Botman. Have we got Botman news? Have you got Botman news, Mark? No, Eddie Howe is. He seems to take great pleasure in, uh, in being very cryptic about yeah. about injuries and especially Botman. He came up with a quote last week that basically said both yes and no at the same time. So, oh great, he just don't know. Cheers, how he just doesn't. Uh, I think he probably does it with a with a smirk on his face as well. Um, with Botman, it's it's no idea. I mean, the one who for those who can't afford Trippier, but want a nailed on one, it's probably going to be Cher. Yeah. Um, I couldn't see a situation where you know if Botman was back soon, would he would he do Lascelles and Botman with Cher on the bench? I don't know. Really, probably not. And. Livermento, as good as he's been, and and boy has he. Uh, he we just saw the other mm. week that he could uh, he could be benched for the hall at any point, especially yeah. with these games coming up. So, from Newcastle perspective, Trippier or Cher, if you've got Lascelles, stick with him, of course, and until until we find out about Botman. But Lascelles probably isn't worth buying just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Pot Poro, yeah, even someone like. Harry Maguire, you know, Man, Man-, Man United are keeping clean sheets at the moment. I think they the are, aren't they? Game Which is 16 weird. Is a bad week for defensive fixtures. Not not many defensive fixtures stand out, and I think that's when Man United have Bournemouth. Not that that's a. I think the brain instantly wants to say Bournemouth is an easy game, but they're not. They're not really uh, doing good form. Yeah, they've been scoring some goals lately, haven't they? They have, yeah. But at the same time, if you had a defender at home to them, you would still play them that week. So oh, yeah. why it could be an option at that price. So are you saying you would you would potentially double up on Arsenal if you've if you've already got one? Yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be um I wouldn't be scared of that because Arsenal have they've looked really good. I think they're leading for clean sheets, aren't they, with six as well. I I just mm-hmm. I just think the way they look at the moment, they're this you know, they're starting to look really solid, Arsenal and um why not? I think there's 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 okay. There's going to be a few options soon, but they are a bit risky, aren't they? In terms of um, in terms of actual picks, you know, Reese James has risk. Pedro Porro, you know, the lack of potential clean sheets going forward. Newcastle maybe a bit all over the place at the back. You know, we don't know who's coming back and when. So, yeah, I mean, Gabriel, a, a double defense, a double Arsenal defense, doesn't sound that bad, does it? No, it doesn't. It, it, it sounds Saliba wouldn't be that much more than uh, cash in terms of price. So it, it, 
but between them, yeah, it would probably work quite well. Actually, coming back to the, the Chelsea thing there, what could not that it solves the cash debate, of course, but would Robert Sanchez in goal, would that solve both covering Chelsea and solving the Areola problem? My only issue with uh, with Sanchez is all you know. You're right. I think he covers the Chelsea defense well. I think he's he's nailed. The only issue with that is if Reece James starts to you know really really perform, are you going to want a, a double Chelsea defense? Potentially not. But yeah, no, I do think it's I do think Sanchez is a good shot. But yeah, just bear in mind that if Reece James starts to you know really really go for it, then. Um, you could end it with a double Chelsea defence. I'm not too sure that's what you'll want. Potentially you will. Who knows? Because the fixtures are good. So, Who knows? They certainly are. That's sort of a good segue into our game week plan. So I take it from that. Well, first of all, do you have one or do you have one free transfer or two? I only have one transfer this week. I seem to only ever have one transfer lately. And is that enough to go son to Salah in one move or not? No, it's not. So I've had a, I've I've played with a few ideas. Well, one of the one of the one of the potential routes is to just not go with Salah this week. Why do I do it? So yeah, one of the one of the um, one of the plans is to potentially go without Salah, which is it just seems stupid at this point because for me he he's well I wouldn't say he's a standout captaincy option because Haaland against a dodgy Tottenham backline, you know, but also. Even if Holland does perform as a captain and, and, and Salah performs and but not as a captain, I'm still going to lose a lot of rank because Salah's been in great form lately. So if I if I bring Salah in this week, it's going to take a hit, which I'm not you know I'm not fully against because it's a long term move. You know I'm going to keep Salah throughout the fixtures, and it's just it's just not good not having Salah more. Although it started off pretty fun and it might have been working okay slightly, it's just not ideal anymore. The only issue with that is that I could be using these transfers to, you know, bolster the back line or kind of make midfield uh, replacements. But yeah, so it's 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 kind of either bring Salah in or kind of make adjustments to the bench and what in in and I think it's really important that we mention the bench because. Obviously, it's a busy period ahead. Period ahead, we're going to need bench players. We're going to need our. We're going to need strength and depth on the bench, aren't we? Mm, absolutely. That's that's uh, one of the big talking points this week, and uh, it's, it's something we sort of said last week as well when we were talking about trying to find nailed on key players and sort of getting them for our teams, the ones that are less likely to, in theory, uh, be be surprisingly benched but it's a hard game to predict by the time you get Salah in he'll be going off to AFCON probably won't he so <laughs> at this rate he will be <laughs> just, just notice that <laughs> no I think I have looked at um, even if it's for a, even if it's for a couple of weeks I mean I, I could risk not going Salah for a few weeks but by that and I could be in the wind in terms of rank. 1.1 million isn't great you know I need to I need to make some of that back up and I don't think Going without Salah is going to help that for the next few weeks. One move I could potentially do whilst keeping Trippier, Darwin, is just Sal Bowen. Um, Sal Bowen, Sal Son, bring in Salah and bring in Palmer. And that's a minus four. Palmer I'm going to want 
um, long term. Salah, obviously, is not a long term pick, but when he goes to when, of course, he's going to Afcon, which is which is an issue. But he's he's going to be in my team for a, a couple of weeks, which will probably be enough for me to try and claw back rank. Like I said, I'm not going to gain rank, or at least it feels without Salah. Um, so yeah, if if I do, if I do. If I don't go, if I go without Salah this week, then there's a chance I could commit my budget to upgrade Chuck Wamaker to, to Palmer, which would then put me further away from the Salah move. Or I could just sell Son, sell Bowen and bring in Palmer and Salah. But obviously not owning Bowen when he's fit doesn't, doesn't really sit well, especially with the fixtures that he's got. Mm-hmm. So... What are your thoughts on on my plans? Well, yeah, a lot, a lot of your targets uh, are basically the same as as mine. Really, you got Mbumo last week. I really, really want him this week, and I know the the plan all along really has been for me to buy Palmer this week for Adingra, one of the yeah. two free transfers. That's why it was very frustrating to see Mbumo and and Palmer keep rising in price and over the weekend. It was like, what's the rush, guys? Like I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Even if Palmer for Adingo is definitely happening, I'm still not gonna do it on Saturday night. Still not gonna do it then because anything could happen during the week. So, um, yeah, if it, if it gets towards, uh, if it looks like he's going to rise on on Thursday or something, I'll probably, uh, probably go for it then maybe. Um, but yeah, so I think one one of them is probably gonna be that. The other one, it could roll over. I mean, the idea of rolling two having two transfers for that midweek does feel kind of nice. It feels yeah. safe. But I do wonder how much I can resist not having Mbumo, even though knowing that in four weeks' time, four game weeks' time, he has a blank. And then soon after that is off anyway. So it would be very short term with Mbumo. That's, that's the thing. But whether it's Bowen, whether he gets ruled out, or whether... Just and Bumo's fixtures for the next three are, you know, pretty ridiculous, aren't they? So he's got Luton, Brighton, who really can't keep clean sheets at the moment, and Sheffield United, who, well, you know, are really bad. So he's got so much potential over the next three, hasn't he? He really does. So I was really happy to have him from game week one this season. That, 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 he was one of my favourite players in the team. And then I took him out on the wild cards and... Uh, I do sort of look back and regret that now. That was that was a bit of a mistake. It would have been great to keep him. Um, because we wouldn't even have this debate now, but there's just so many good midfielders out there. So yeah, at the moment, actually, one of the debates for me is that all five defenders have, on paper, decent-looking games. Now, I'm not going to start Charlie Taylor, even though it's Sheffield United at home. I'm still not going to start him, just because it's, it's, it's still Burnley... It, it, I'm not going to do that, but amongst the other four, you've got Simicast at home to Fulham. Mm, that's a nice fixture. Gabriel Gabriel at home to Wolves. Now, if if, if the leaks say that uh, he starts, then he's got to start, really. Cash away to Bournemouth. Well, for all that we've said about Cash there, and as frustrating as he is, I don't know, could you actively bench him away to Bournemouth? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it could be him. Yeah, I think I think with Cash, he's I I don't see Villa keeping a clean sheet there against Bournemouth. Bournemouth look like they've, they've scored five goals in the last two, which is um, 
which is quite good, obviously. They they beat Newcastle 2-0 and um, they scored three last match. I just I just feel like that is that is a, a game that they'll score score um score in and and with Cash he's a nightmare, isn't he? He's an absolute nightmare. He's a real nightmare. Um, so yeah, he's at a nice price though, isn't he, Cash? You know, a, a price a price that you could just because he's 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 around what is he five point one million? I think he dropped, didn't he? I think yeah, he's dropped once, and there's a chance that'll happen again. But this price has been okay considering what we thought he could bring. Sometimes been played as a as a right winger with all those attacking stats that seem to have dried up. The the the, the logic is strong with Cash, which is why it would be kind of hard to bench him despite everything that's been said. But then at the same time, somebody has to go and. Yeah, like for me, like Lascelles at home to Manchester United, like I'm up for that. Like, yeah, you've looked good defensively. You look good against PSG um, in the oh, Champions League, and you look soon. quite good against look good, <laughs> and you look good against Chelsea as well. You know, the only goal Chelsea scored against Newcastle was a Sterling free kick from outside the box. So, I think in terms of defense, I think it's Newcastle and you've got great fixtures as well. So, you know, mm. long term. So I think if, if for like me, I really want to keep Trippier. Obviously you're going to keep the sales. So he's he's one kind of he's kind of one slot that you're not going to need cover for. You've obviously got Simicas who who is okay. You know he's fine, isn't he? So you and, and you've got an Arsenal defender. I've got a Palace defender. So my Palace defender's fine. So the you know, if you're looking at an Arsenal defender or or bringing in another defender, it, it just feels like cash has to go. It does feel like that a bit, um, because yeah, like as as partial protection for not having Trippier, um, I think I'll probably start Lascelles at home for Manchester United. So yeah, so he's going to start. Gabriel's going to start. Simicast. So if it's cash, it's probably four at the back. I don't really want to do that. So there's definitely some questions for this week with these two transfers and, and, and which defender to drop. Haaland versus Salah as captain as well. Like probably go Haaland. Um just Yeah. Haaland. Yeah. Originally, I think when you looked at the fixtures a couple of weeks ago, you would probably fancy Salah for that. But I think after Tottenham's kind of collapse, recent collapse, you know, all the injuries, the defensive injuries they've gotten and just how poor they've been against, you know, teams that aren't exactly fantastic, you know, the likes of Wolves. I just think you just you just Captain Haaland in that one and and, and mm. probably benefit from Salah's points anyway. Yeah. And it'll be fun to finally own Cole Palmer since since game week seven, the only players to beat him for points, attacking returns an XGI is Salah Harland Watkins. So he's 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 hanging up there with them all at a bargain yeah. price. Oh, and by the way, some brilliant fixtures coming up. So be good to get him. The only thing about Mbumo is that have you heard about this Luton trap? In that a lot of popular FPL players have blanked against Luton recently. Salah Yeah, Luton uh, Luton seem to be Luton seems to be doing well lately, don't they? Um, and they look like they 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 of the promoted teams they do look. I would say they look the strongest, um, so, yeah. especially defensively. Anyway, I just wonder if it's is in recent game weeks Salah, Son, Watkins, 
Fernandez, Eze, they've all blanked against Luton. So is is Mbumo set to be the next victim? I don't know. I think that's me trying to talk myself out of uh, the transfer, but uh, it will still be quite scary uh, hmm. to not have Mbumo for that. But that one's going to be decided near the time, I think, personally. Palmer for Adingre, yes. You're the one. Let's see what happens. Uh, for game week 14. In terms of differentials, um, well, both of ours last week ended on two points. Ugh. You picked Solanke, I picked Odson Edward. I think Edward had one disallowed, to be fair. But he did. Uh, yeah, he did. But uh, it's still it's still three two to you overall. Have you picked out an in for this week? Yeah, so I'm gonna go a bit closer to home this week. I'm gonna go for Raheem Sterling. So this season, obviously we know the Brighton yet to keep a single clean sheet they've been terrible I think they've lost I think they're going to lose Dunk aren't they I think Dunk got red carded so he's obviously suspended for the next game as well so for me Brighton defensively look like a team to target at the moment and I think when you look at the the, the Chelsea attackers at the moment Sterling has been one of our most influential players he's backed he's banked three returns in his last three games so there is some sort of recent consistency there he's also second for non-penalty expected goal involvement overall this season just behind Jackson so he is returning he looks good he's obviously on um, a couple of free he's on potentially free kicks as well so I, I just think that we're going to score against Brighton whether that be Cole Palmer, Jackson or Sterling. I think Sterling could potentially be involved there. So I'm going to go for Sterling. I think he's like 9.3% owned. So he's still kind of classes as a differential. Yeah. Yeah. I remember over the summer, just looking at his 7 million starting price and just really wanting to own that at some point, but it hasn't, it hasn't happened yet because of everybody else. But mm. uh, just got very fun memories of owning him in his Man City days and just, Still see yeah. him that way. So, yes. Uh, um, me, myself, I'm going to stick with Brentford, but I'm going to avoid the Mbumo trap and go for a striker who has only scored once in 11 games. Rissa, Johan Rissa. Uh, what happened to Rissa? He's fallen off a cliff, hasn't he? He really has. Um, he sort of... He started so well as well, or at least it feels like he started well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because a lot was made when when Ivan Tony first got his his ban in May. Sort of Mbumo and Inuissa ended the season well. They started this season well. I remember bringing out the stats about how rarely they blank without Tony, and then Inuissa uh, after game week two just yeah nose dived. Only one goal in eleven, so he's had a big loss in ownership. Um, but. The whole point of differentials is is taking punts that look forward and not backward. And mm. I do think this, uh, Luton have conceded more big chances than anyone else. So it's, yeah, it's do you look into his stats or his opponent's stats? Let's let's uh, let's go with him finally getting a very overdue goal against Luton. Makes sense, doesn't it? I was I was kind of. Gonna go for Mohamed Kudus. He seems to be doing some bits at the moment, doesn't he? I think he's mm. is it two double digit hauls in his last three matches, you know, without Bowen. Obviously, he got he got the two assists, both really, you know, good crosses as well. One was very sacker like. But um 
But yeah, he 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 could be a potential good. I mean, would you even would you even pick him at the moment in terms of like kind of buying him buy him in your team? Because there's a few people out there that are probably considering him at the moment. Goodness, well, he's six point six million. He, I mean, that was that was a that was a bit of a coup when that transfer went through over the summer, getting him from Ajax. Mm. It was a very impressive sign, and and yeah, he sort of eased his way into looking really impressive as you say two double digits in the last three um i think managers might consider him but because so many other names around that price point have already been established i people who don't have him boom are probably still going to pick him over kudos you would think um yeah. although those who already have the brentford man yeah it'd be, it'd be interesting differential if, yeah, the risky managers who who really enjoy doing that, he could be for those fixtures a, re- a really interesting option. So we asked you, the fantasy football community, on Twitter to send us some questions ahead of game week fourteen, and Blockboy CK has asked about Isaac versus Alvarez. Now I don't know if that means. He's got Alvarez and might want to sell him, or whether he's just asking in general, you know, who is the better option going forward. I think it's probably got to be Isaac, hasn't it? I think in terms in terms of in terms of Manchester City and, and, and Alvarez, I know Alvarez is starting a lot of games, but the schedule is pretty heavy for City moving forward. Well, for every single team out there. But I just look at Alvarez and think, and and just think, is he is he likely to miss games? And I just think he is. But he's also not been in that good of form either. Like he's picked up points here and there, you know, the, like the, the odd assist and stuff. But for me, Isaac, you know, he he is the he is the vocal point of the Newcastle attack. You've also got, you know, you've also got Callum Wilson out. I'm not too sure how long he's out for, but I think it's a few weeks. So mm-hmm. I think going into this. Going into this period, yes, Isaac isn't the most reliable in terms of, you know, injuries and fitness. But, you know, Newcastle have got some great fixtures coming up as well. And I think, you know, it, it, going for the going for the main striker at Newcastle isn't a bad shout. And he's likely to play every game as well, right? I think so. But it's 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 so hard to say because even if Eddie Howe wants to manage his minutes there's, there's simply nobody else he, he could try How many gordon. options is there? there's nobody he could try gordon up front again but newcastle have just lost joe willock he's just come yeah. back from his long injury and he, he's had like a recurrence so that's one less option to sort of cover you know maybe when maybe when longstaff gets back or, or harvey barnes comes back over the next couple of weeks maybe Maybe that adds a body in the midfield. Lewis Miley has forced himself into the plans now. Um, mm. seventeen, but he's he's looked like twenty-seven. He's been brilliant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if the midfield options increase, it, it sort of increases the chance of Isak being rested for a game. Gordon up front, but um, and he he has had his injuries um since he's arrived. So you would think that how will manage him very carefully and that that's probably his big drawback because mm. otherwise Isaac yeah. is also on penalties right without Wilson yeah he should he should have penalty penalty duties about Wilson yeah so yeah he if it wasn't for that minutes issue 
I would definitely pick him over Alvarez because he he's a really good player in an attacking yeah. team with the good fixtures. So yes, but also be careful. <laughs> I think they're both risks, aren't they? You know, they overall, I think they're both risks. But for me, if I had to pick one, um, with the with the fixtures and stuff and the limited options for Newcastle, I'd probably back Isaac. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Well, that's a that's a good place to wrap things up. It's been a pleasure to have you on this pod, Lewis. Thanks for your expertise. And please make sure to check out FF Community's website, which embraces everything about the world of fantasy football, including games for the Premier League, Champions League, MLS, and several European leagues. Give us a follow on Twitter at FFCommunity underscore. And we hope you join us next time. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.